Yo, this is it. <laughs> this, this is top right. ten. Get hyped. All right, here we go. Cinema seven. Check. One, one, two, two three. three. Too many rappers and it's still not, not enough MCs. It goes three. three two, two, one, one. MCA ad rock. Welcome, podcast listeners, to Cinema 7. I am Mario B. And as always, well, not always, sometimes, I'm joined by John. What's up? And Chris Hawk. There's no energy from either of y'all. What the? So, uh, usually, uh, when we first started the podcast. Usually, we're more hyped than this because this is a top 10 episode of the year. <laughs> so I think I think I need to order some hype man for both of y'all. I don't know what to say anymore. Chris Hawk keeps, keeps his energy. His energy is just. Can, it's, can you it's imagine if Chris Hawk had hype men to like join the podcast call right now? <laughs> and they just came in like, yeah, hype, hype. And they left. I mean, we can bring in Josh Porter, and they can argue about Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane. Let's not do that. This is a top ten episode, not a bullshit argument episode. Top okay, Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy moments. Easy, Gwen, <laughs> Gwen Stacy dying. <laughs> so, when we started the podcast, the first two years we called this the final countdown. Last year. When we made our resurgence and after our hiatus and came back. This is still a resurgence, y'all. It's still a resurgence. We uh, just dubbed the episode our top 10. It's still technically our final countdown of our favorite stuff from 2019. Uh, we're going to lift off, list off uh, TV shows, um, video games that we played. You know, We're going to give you our top 10 movies of 2019. Which, how we're going to do it is we're going to name 10 to 6, each of us. And then we're going to go back and forth uh, from 5 to 1. And, uh, you know, we're going to name some movies that, like, are honorable mentions that could have made our list. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. Just, talk just, talk about... through the, just talk through the sound of freedom. Just talk through it. We'll talk. That's, we'll... that's the Jets scrambling right now, going to World War yeah. III. It's, I mean, this could be the last podcast ever that anyone else hears. So just let them, let them hear the sounds Our of Jets in the background. Is the only one to survive. Somebody finds my Mac in the near future, you know, in the, ru- in the rubble, <clears throat> and, you know, all of my stuff still on this computer just somehow is the only stuff that people will listen to later on. Did you join the in Cinema the 7 Revolution? Because I joined the Cinema 7 Revolution. <laughs> um, there was something else I was going to mention about how we do things or, or uh, things. How about this? Up. I got something. What? Mario. Yo. How was your 2019? I'm not going to say it was good. I'm going to say that I learned a lot and I'm still in the process of growing from things in 2019. How's that? John Kenoki. I'm going to say it was good because Mario didn't. <laughs> It's just another year to me. I mean, honestly, like New Year comes, New Year goes. I don't feel like it's any kind of different. Doesn't it just feels like a regular day? Same. Chris but, Hawk, how was your 2019? It was good. It was really good. Learned uh, a lot about myself physically, and uh, you know, because I start I started hitting the gym hard, and that was one thing I really wanted to do after my ACL tear uh, about five six years ago was. I wanted to start lifting heavy weights 
but I was scared to because of my knee. And then that was one fear that I overcame in 2019. So I'm, I was pretty happy about that. Mm-hmm. So do you guys want to just pop it off or, or uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about that's real topical besides? Yeah, I, I wish my co-hosts would have some damn enthusiasm in their voice for a top 10 episode. <laughs> Oh, uh, we're gonna get I trust me, once we start popping some things off, we're gonna get Pop. real excited. Let's go. Chris Hawk uh gonna lose that enthusiasm real quick. <laughs> it always dies down. Chris Hawk's enthusiasm always dies down towards the end. Whole so Chris Hawk, are you gonna be able to keep that energy till the end? Let's go. We know John's is gonna stay the same pace throughout the whole thing. This is as hype as I get. Look, I can get John Kenoki fucking hype. Okay, we'll see. Your number one is if your number ten is um, you know, hey, don't uh, even talk about it because we're not what's there his yet. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes this year. What's gonna be his Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Oh, well, I, I have my <laughs> suspicions. We'll get there when he starts off with like number eight being our number twos. Yeah. So first thing I'm gonna ask is TV shows. Now I know. Both of you probably didn't get to see a lot of TV shows compared to me, where I just like watch all kinds of crap. Uh, so we're gonna go off. We're gonna do TV shows. Um, I'm gonna list mine first. Uh, I have some honorable mentions. Um, the Toys That Made Us season three. I really like that show. Um, I saw they have the movies that made us, and I'm gonna start watching that soon. Uh, the Chef's Show, the John Favreau uh, show where he's cooking things with his chef friend and bringing in his celebrity friends. I really like that show. And uh, Demon Slayer. I really enjoyed that anime. And then... Uh, was that your show's list? Or that, I don't know. That's mentioned. just my honorable mentions. You want to hear all the shows I watched? Well, they're, they're scrubs now. Get to your list. Umbrella Academy. The Orville Season 2. I still need Life to complete the Season 1. Let's go. Four Weddings and a Funeral, which is my worst show. That show was trash. That show was. Did you watch it? No, I'm just going off of what you said. Hype man. Yeah, yeah that show is trash. I'll, I won't name all the shows I watched, but my top five are number five. I, I have a lot of ties here because there were a lot of shows I liked. Ties don't count. Okay, I won't count them. I'm, I'm going to name them. Five, uh, Pose season two. And uh, well, I can't count that because that show is still going. But Pose season uh, two is my number five. What are you saying? I was going to say Steven Universe po? Future. Are you saying Poe? Pose. Oh, okay. Pose Season 2 is my number five. Mm-hmm. The show, um, do you guys know about Pose? Have you guys heard about it? I know nothing. I don't know what that is. So, I'm trying to think of a way that I can describe it without sounding uh, intellectually wrong, you know, or um, not correct. But it's about people uh, becoming, um, not becoming, they're, they're, are they transitioning? Trans, they're transitioning okay. and, or already have transitioned and they're, they're dealing with that throughout life. And also, um, it, it's about like that their life in the ballrooms, uh, doing these little fashion shows that they do. And also, uh, in season two, they, they do a lot about, um, AIDS and uh, AIDS awareness and and um, the challenges with that in the community, but uh, you know it's also about accepting acceptance 
So it's one of the more immersed shows I've gotten into. Like, not not immersed shows. I've gotten immersed into the show because of um, you know what it's what it's representing and what it's trying to do. And and I it's just fun also because the Billy Porter uh, is in it. Season two was like was very heartfelt with the way they um you know presented the whole uh AIDS academic and and um and the way they they make you care about the characters and and uh how you just get involved in the drama too. Uh number four is the Mandalorian. I was very hesitant about putting this on my on my list or if I really enjoy the show that much, but that last episode though put it on my uh, list. Honestly, I I didn't like that last episode, but I thought you were gonna say it was because of Baby Yoda. Well yeah, Baby Yoda. You know, we who doesn't love Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda doesn't love Baby Yoda. It's the plot of season two. He yeah. struggles with an identity crisis. He's he depressed. Doesn't love, doesn't love himself. Uh, number three is a tie it's doom patrol and the boys uh doom patrol if you can watch doom patrol uh any other way besides getting dc universe um by all means go ahead and watch it it's a really good show if you have dc universe and you're sitting on not watching this show you're missing out i think it's one of the best um team up shows out there uh the boys um is very similar in the sense of its grittiness to uh doom patrol and but doom patrol had more of like a a a goofy comedic tone to it i would say almost to the level of trying to think there's a lot of fourth wall breaking because alan tunic is uh the villain and his villain uh you know talks to you and narrates the show so I, I feel like it's fourth wall breaky. But the boys. I know Kersok, you watch the boys. Boys is good. John Heard some good see? things. I have not watched it. It's it's a pretty interesting take on on like, you know, a Justice League or how corporations would get involved with superheroes. Uh the Orville number two is the Orville season two. And I tied it with Daybreak. I don't know if you or I don't know if you guys watched Daybreak on Netflix. Netflix original. They just canceled it, so there won't be a season two. But if I had to describe describe Daybreak, it would be like a uh, zombie apocalypse mixed with Fears Bueller's Day Off. Hmm. So, but, high school kids? Yes. Because all the adults apparently uh, get infected, so they, they want to eat uh, people, and then all the animals are like mutating. And then the teenager's the only one survives, and then they break up into subsections into their own little like cliques. The Orville season two, obviously, the Orville is amazing, and me and John give it high praise all the time. And my number one show was The Watchmen, because that show was unbelievable, and it's a great follow up from the the comic book, even the movie. But is Doctor Manhattan green? I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's not green my dad's tv's the color on my dad's tv was distorted okay so he thought he was green that's amazing he's blue 
It's my favorite. It's my favorite. Uh, not my favorite green. Thing. Not big green dick. It's big blue dick. Okay. But yeah, that's that was my top five, and that carried on a little too long. But uh, John, what are, what's your five or up? Oh, to five hold on, hold on. I got some comments here. What? Uh, first, I want to know: do you, do you know why that that show was canceled? I mean, it sounds like a premise I've heard done before in anime, but uh, I'm just curious: do you know why it was canceled? I thought it got pretty good reviews. The Daybreak Show. I didn't look it up. I just I I saw the article and I didn't read it. But um, I should have uh, dove into it to understand why. But I know Netflix cancels a lot of shows. Well, yeah, I mean, they're slowly losing subscribers, but that's that's another thing. I was just curious. I didn't know. I saw you had commented on it. Uh, you know, yeah. When it when it the news broke, and I was like, "What is this?" That's when I first actually learned about what it was. But then, like, you, I mean, you learn something's canceled. Why are you gonna go watch it? You know. And would you, you know, would you say this the first season's still worth watching? Yes. Does it, it just, does it end on a cliffhanger? It doesn't end on a cliffhanger. It just ends on it it almost feels like it was sentenced more up. I just wanted to learn more, you know, cuz I hadn't heard of this show or yeah. well, the premise. I think I think you guys should give it a shot and watch it. I think Chris Hawk might like it more than you, John. I don't, I mean, it might surprise me that you you'll find it fascinating but um i think you should really watch the boys though john i think i think that's one you really like my boys in that right oh yeah of course yeah yeah judge dread yeah that's he's that's a, i was gonna watch it for him alone i just never got around. he's the best part well there are parts in it where you're like you, you actually get lost in into it and you're like you i get a little mad at his character but well yeah but it's just like that's a, it's a testament of how good his character is. Yeah. Um, Doom Patrol, though, I I think you guys should check out. And uh, you know, the Mandalorian obviously is the season was a setup season, but you know it it it's Star Wars, and uh, I kind of like the way they did it, you know, overall and and what it's setting up. And I I hope it I hope this show will last longer than five seasons why but i know six seasons <laughs> <laughs> the simpsons level yeah. <laughs> all right never, i'll go i'll go into never, my shows i just never, think never. uh i thought we'd do it a little different this year you know throw out some comments on each other's shows if you I like that or something let's do it, it. Uh, i do watch a fair amount of tv uh, that you may not know. Uh, the problem is, I watch all the same shit over and over again every year. I uh, I watch every single episode of SNL every year. I watch every single episode of South Park, even though people keep saying it's going downhill. I think it's actually pretty good. Um, but I only did the top three, um, and I did not take the time to look up all the anime I watched. Normally I do that. I yeah. did not do that this year. Um, mainly because I haven't watched a whole lot of full seasons of animes. I'm in the middle of a couple different ones, so I didn't mm. didn't even bother. <clears throat> but my top three mo- are shows, and I didn't even think about The Mandalorian, even though, you know, literally just finished watching that in December. I didn't even think about it. Forgot- I didn't even write on my list as a show I've seen. <laughs> it's John, same thing with The Boys. I've totally forgot I saw The Boys until now. 
Yeah, I've, there was uh, another anime I watched called Seven Seeds. I just realized I liked that, but I didn't finish that. And then there was uh, the guy who did Samurai Jack did that show Primal. Uh, oh, yeah, you said, you said you loved that shit. Yeah, it was pretty good, but uh, I forgot about that, too. Uh, there's a lot to keep up with, especially when you start doubling it to animes, especially with me. I mean, I watch a, a fair amount of anime, I'd say. You caught up with One Piece yet, John? Uh, never started. <laughs> so, no. The other two shows that like were really good that was hard to keep off was, you know, Umbrella Academy and Good Omens. Um, I, I thought I really liked those shows. And my it, it there was a lot of good shows I saw this year. So my list, I guess, is my list, you know. But, John, does your list can include uh, season twos or season threes? You know what I mean? Um, no, it, so I, I have a lot of those on it, like on the things I've seen. Yeah. But I chose not to put any of those on my actual list. Okay, because I, I know you did that last year and the year before as well, I, I believe. You chose nope. not to do... So honorable mention-wise, Orville's definitely up there, but uh, I figured yeah. I'd leave it off there because we're always singing its praises, and I knew Chris Hawk's only comment would be, still got to catch up. <laughs> I, I'm still mad that he hasn't caught up because it seems like Chris Hawk's been watching a lot of Hulu. That's not me watching Hulu. Where's the energy? That's the man of the house. His daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> definitely. I'm screwed. 100%. No, but uh, getting into my list for real this time. Uh, I did a top three and... It was very hard, and I chose not to include um, any season twos. Um, honorable mention wise, I don't know if you guys have ever watched The Repair Shop on Netflix. Uh, it is a British no. TV series where they fix uh, old antique items, toys, clocks, things that you know mean things to people. If they're like a bunch of uh, museum conservators, they fix things and restore them to new. So, like jukeboxes, toys, and stuff. This sounds amazing. It's fantastic. And uh, it is I'm a British ready. show, as I mentioned. So it is it is fantastic to listen to. Mm-hmm. Put that up there. Um, is it, It's called The Repair Shop? Repair Shop, yep. Very good show. Uh, let's see here. Honorable mention-wise, I said Orville. Uh, Superstore. I don't know if you guys have ever watched Superstore, but that's on season uh, five. I love I, Superstore. I like the show. I think it's good. John, who's your who's your favorite character? Um, I'd have it's to think about the, it. It's got to uh, be the manager. It's Glenn. It's got to be Glenn. Sorry, he's pretty good. It's why? Why are you guys making fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> That's honorable. Are those three honorable mentions? Yeah, just honorable mentions. Okay. I just want to bring up. Um, but so uh, my number three, and I just you know finished this, is surprisingly. The Witcher. Now, I'll tell you, I had my hesitations about this uh, because obviously there's books that I've read and there's video games that use the tra- treated the books as heavy canon and did very good justice to them. And the show has, has made some slight changes and appears to be going in a slightly different route with some things while staying mostly true. Uh, but I really liked it. And I think Henry Cavill actually does a really good job and has a really good Witcher voice. He's a really beefy Geralt. I mean, Geralt's kind of big. Yeah, well, he's kind of beefy already. If you put the, him next to average citizens in the games, he's he's pretty big. 
he's more like in the books though they describe him as more as lanky than beefy i i think i think he's lean yeah he's like lean athletic i mean i i i see no problem with his shape Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do like the way they have told the story thus far through the first season. I uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. I will say I have a problem with his shape. Have you seen Henry Cavill's arms? They are short. Oh, John, are you Team Yennefer? Um, in the show, yes. In the games, no. How did Yennefer do in the show? She's like the best character. But honestly, all the characters in the show are really good. Uh, if you've ever read the books or played the games, I think it's definitely worth it. Even if you haven't, it's still worth it because they start at the beginning of the books. Um, the way the show starts is not directly how the book starts, like the first one, but it's the same premise. It just throws you into his adventures. There's no backstory you need to know. You're not missing anything. That's how it starts. So I think it's really good. Uh, my number two show is Dark Crystal. You know what? I- I can't believe Mario forgot that. I forgot I watched that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. That's why I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> oh my goodness, I forgot I watched that. So since Mario is uncultured, all right, the puppetry, astounding. Plot, astounding. All right, 100% worth it. Uh, definitely something to watch. And, you know, when they release another season, it's it's definitely worth the wait, I think. John and I did a whole segment on that show. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. You guys yeah. did. 100% worth it. I can't believe you, Mario. I made that little guy. You were so hype. I was hype, okay? I watched it as soon as it came out. Yeah, as did I. Uh, who else? Uh, Simon Pegg was what's his name? Chamberlain? It was, it was, it was fantastic. It's a good... It's, a good, it's, like, uh, it's, it's like you never even saw it, Mario. It's not on your list or honorable mentions. It's like you never even saw it. It's like I didn't because I didn't get a picture with that kid from Stranger Things. That never happened. Right, never happened. You're not you're not famous like uh, Josh. Uh, Josh Haddix. Josh Haddix. <laughs> what are you talking about? Who? Who? He got a who? picture with the kid from uh, Stranger Things. No, Mario didn't. Mario never met that kid. I know. I said Josh Haddix did. <laughs> Who's Josh Haddix? That's right, Josh Haddix. You guys don't know who Josh Haddix is? Who is he? Am I the only one that knows? I don't know. I don't have any photographic evidence. <laughs> it's not like there's a whole website that we have called cinema7podcast.com where you can go and see that Josh Haddock's in the Hall of Fame. No, 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 no. Never existed. Who he was. Never existed. Revisionist Never existed. history. Yeah. All right. Well, enough about him. My number one, because, you know, we can't spend all the day, all, all the time on TV shows. My number one is Russian Doll. Uh, I know Chris Hawk really liked it, I thought it was fantastic. I know they're going to make another season. I don't really know how that's going to go, but I, season one I thought was fantastic. Agreed on all parts. Did you ever watch it, Mario? No. Uncultured. I never. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to watch it because I remember when you guys were like in the Russian doll all about it phase or when it was out. And I was like, you know what? Let me watch this because Chris Hawk loves time loops type of deal. And I remember you were saying how good it was, and I, I don't know, I just never got around to it. You don't, you don't value our opinions. You can say it. <laughs> Look, I value you guys' are opinion, opinions. I'm kidding. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Shows of 2019. That Chris Hawk will. Uh, you know what? 
I'm not going to get. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Chris I was kidding. Hawk. I was hyping. Chris Hawk, what do you got? What, what's your shows? All right. So let's do top five. Let's do top five. Number five, The Boys. I think Mario already went into it. It's like a right, deep. Well, hold on. Hold on. You can't go edit your list to include something you forgot about. Okay. You had four shows. You just added this on the list. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was there the entire time, John. Okay. All right, so I'll start with number four. Uh, it, it was just actually recently released, like uh, a week or so ago. It's um, it's not really a serial. It's more like a one-off comedy show. It's uh, John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. I thought it was incredibly funny, right down my alley of humor. And it was, was kind of somewhat, it's a little dark humor. Um, because really it's got kids talking about depression at a young age and you know their fears and and uh, it's got really good funny cameos from like Jake Gyllenhaal and some other actors and actresses so John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch I think that was like the funniest comedy uh show I saw this year number 3 is The Mandalorian uh, I think The Mandalor I think they struck gold with The Mandalorian on Disney Plus I think they need to hurry up because I think that's one of the main reasons why people bought Disney Plus was for the Mandalorian. And now that the Mandalorian's gone, something's got to fill the void. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm watching Rebels and I'm going to rewatch Clone Wars. But other than that, like, you know, I'm watching 90s Spider-Man and 90s X-Men. But I, I need, you know, those Marvel shows that come out. Need- I mean, I'm... You need, need the that. 90s TV series Gargoyles. That's what you need. I've been rewatching yeah. it. It's great. And I've been uh, watching Frozen like almost every day. So it has its uses. <laughs> uh, number two is one is John's number one. It's Russian Doll. I think Russian Doll was easily one of the just took me by surprise. Best. Just best all around show it was just so good. It had time loops, of course. I'm so into that. And, you know, it's about coming into oneself, you know, change. It was just, I can't talk about it enough without giving it away. And I want Mario to watch it. So Mario, you got to go watch Russian Doll. I'm going to put it on. Um, number one is uh, probably the best TV show I've seen in a very long time. I will probably talk about this to the forever and ever and ever. And that's Chernobyl. It was on HBO and it was just riveting from episode one to episode six or eight. It was just nonstop anxiety inducing. Like it's loosely based off of events of the Chernobyl accident in Russia. I got to episode and, three and I never finished it. And it's, you know, it's to take some liberties, but I can, I believe it's mostly true with some dramatic liberties taken, of course. Yeah. But. It is definitely probably my. It rivals some movies that I saw this year. That's how good it was. You know, I, I thought it was good. I didn't stop because I thought it was bad. I just, I think um, some of the sources were where I was trying to watch it. You know, it wouldn't load or whatever. But it uh, it really made me actually research what actually you know the actual Chernobyl a lot. So it, it I think it it had a purpose. If that makes sense. Awareness is always something important. I never personally got to watch it. Heard great things. I'm very familiar with the whole process of uh, what happened. Done a lot of research. Um, I didn't think about 
pseudo documentaries. I didn't think about that. I could have added those to my list. Both movies and TV series. I didn't even think about those. That's a good one. I, I feel like I'm unprepared. <laughs> well, are you prepared for the next question I'm about to ask you guys? What is it? Favorite video game of the oh, year. Sh- I'm gonna do one. I'm just. I'm gonna do one. Let me go first. I'm gonna do one. Okay. okay. Uh, Fire Emblem, uh, Three Houses, easily the best game. It's. I don't replay video games, and unless it's Mass Effect series, I don't replay them at all. And I've actually replayed Three Houses twice. So that's just a testament of how good it is. The relationships between the students, the professors, the the combat. It's. It's the best, in my opinion. Awakening was my favorite Fire Emblem game of all time. When you can, you know, you can start lineage, make families, have kids that become boss, that become really boss and uh, OP. And it's just this game, I think, is is actually better than Awakening. I actually agree with that. Um, I, I have three mentions. Uh, since you asked best, I'll just list my best. Just know Fire Emblem Three Houses was in the three mentions. Um. Best game of the year for me. Haven't beat it yet because it's. Uh, I put it down for too long and now it's like I have to restart from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Is Outer Wilds. And that's not Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds. What's uh, uh, that? Outer that Wilds game is about? so hard. Uh, it's, it has its difficulty. The hard, actually, not, it's not hard. It's I can't get past the anglerfish and that pisses me off. So I quit. It is. It, that's a fun part of the game. <laughs> uh, if you're not familiar with the Outer Wilds, it is a you're basically an alien that goes into space, and you can fly around in space. You can uh, fly on all the planets, 360, and every 30 minutes, the sun blows up. And you wake <laughs> up, and you have to do it all over again. And you got to figure out what's happening and stop the sun from blowing up. It's... But it is very obscure, and it does not help you at all. It's phenomenal. It gives you like things you find and then tells you, you know, there's a branching path that goes somewhere, but it's up to you to use keywords to figure that out. It is uh, very unforgiving, though, as Chris Hawk said, but it's just it's just so good. And like the sense of discovery, because you're like these alien people that barely ever go into space is just fantastic. I think like if Mario to get an idea, like I uh, I was playing. There's this planet that has a what I thought was a black hole at its core. And so I was doing my best to like jump around, not get caught in the gravitation pull, fall down into the black hole and die. And I was like doing my thing. I slipped and I just started hurtling towards the black hole. Right. I was like existential dread, spaghettifiness, you know, just like a game over. I pop out. It's angler fish again. No, I pop out light years away in a random location. And it's just the game. Discovery is it's one of the best discovery games out there. Also, gravity is real, and if you mm-hmm. fly to the sun, you pulled it, you're pulled into it and you explode. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a loop another loop thing. That's definitely <laughs> up Chris Hawk's alley. That's a very good game. What was the other game on your list? Uh, Outer Worlds. Not okay. the, the RPG released by Obsidian. I'm glad to see Obsidian releasing uh, big name titles. And I am very glad that it did well, and I hope we see more big name titles from them because they are great game developers. Yeah, Mario, I think you would like uh, Outer Worlds too. 
I have it downloaded because it's on the Game Pass. So I'm going to play it. Because the whole sci-fi element and you were telling me about like the corporations and stuff almost made me give like get like an alien vibe kind of thing. It's uh you're <laughs> it's so they it's capitalism rules, right? And it's mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's owned by corporations, so just it's just so funny. Literally most everyone of them like it. Yeah. <laughs> um I'd say my favorite video game of 2019 i can't say destiny 2 because that didn't come out in 2019 but i think that was the most one of the more enjoyable games i played all year uh but i guess i would have to say ghost recon Mm. breakpoint because i didn't buy a lot of new games in 2019 and uh i think that was one of the newer ones i bought and been playing it with you guys has been just a, a blast I don't think we'll ever beat the raid, but it's fun playing with you guys. Oh, for sure, yeah. You guys would beat the raid if I show up. I mean, we probably would. I guarantee it. But but will you show up? Uh, I'd have to buy the game. <laughs> When's that happening? I don't know. We just need because because like your 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 save data erases every week, so you need to beat it within a week. But every time you beat a raid boss, it saves your content for that first boss and there's four bosses you got to beat. Yeah, that's that's very very standard MMO rating mm-hmm. uh, lockouts. I I purposely did not list classic WoW on my list, but that's literally like all I play all the time. So I'm very familiar and I tell you just like grouping and doing raids with people is fantastic. So I know how you guys feel doing it with like real life friends. When we when we got the hang of it, the last couple t- turns trying to kill the boss, it was legitimate fun yeah we i mean we got halfway i think what you did because it's like a giant tank with diamonds with, it's think, janet jackson i'm janet jackson tank y'all <laughs> and uh because the laser pops out and you gotta you gotta reset the laser by running having another person run in front of it and you know we, we the last time we tried because we died like instantly like a few times and then the last time we tried we were we we actually got it down halfway you don't do a lot of damage but i think we need to also get better gear but the it it it's fun it was it was not fun dying very quick but it, and it was, was it was not it also wasn't fun not finding out that the to get to the final boss you need to go off the beaten path or they because we went to every single base thinking that's how we beat it. Yeah. But yeah. it gave you cl- it gave us clues. We just had to go off of the clues which we mm-hmm. weren't doing. We were trying to watch videos to see what people were doing. And somehow when we first played it, we like totally jumped the gun. And and we went to an area <laughs> that you know, was going to make us go to a different part of the map and now then we couldn't do that, but then I don't know if they fixed it or something. Maybe if it was like a, Hey, you could bypass the boss and just go to the other part of the map. Anyway, that was probably my favorite game all year because how much have I played it? And with friends. And with With friends, with the friends. You guys have any books you read this year? Yes. You guys, you guys read frequently. John, you want to go first or do you? Oh, you can go first. All right. So John Kenoki has been, hailing uh world of the wheel of time series for a very long time i think since we've met 
since I started, we started talking about books and I finally got into it and I, I would say it's been a very enjoyable ride. Uh, all the characters are very, very fleshed out. There's some certain, um, weird aspects to how the sexes, um, kind of interact, but I just, it's cause it's, it's weird, but for the world itself, it's not weird. John, do you, do you know? Do you think you know what I'm getting at, John? How the the men and women interact? It's very kind of juvenile. Well, yes, I know what you're saying, but the main characters are all like 18. Yeah, that's that's why it's juvenile. So it's it's really weird reading it from not a teenager anymore. But I I fully enjoy it. You can definitely see where there's some like Lord of the Rings and like reference. Um, you can see you can see um influences throughout the book like with the sword of truth series and harry potter and just a lot of different aspects of the mythical hero and and all that it's it's a very good book series i haven't finished it yet i'm on the fourth to last book and then the end series the last three i guess they call it the gauntlet or something and that's exciting i'll just tell you the uh the chapter for the last battle is like 350 pages. That's amazing. It's fantastic. I was looking, I was reading the other day because so this is what I'm on. I'm on the last book of that. Uh, it's pretty much all I've been reading. I was just going to address some things I want to read after I've been done. Uh, but I was, I was reading the other day and I was like, I'm going to stop after this chapter. And I was like, what the fuck? When does this chapter end? I went like 20 <laughs> pages and I had already read like 15. And then I looked at the beginning of the book and it's like, Oh, chapter uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, page 700, blah, blah, blah. Next chapter, page 1000 and blah, blah, blah. I was like, what? <laughs> so they jip you on the chapters in that book. No, it's I, it's it's the conclusion of the it's, book. It's the climactic battle, yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's like splitting a last movie up into two movies. Uh, it's just, there's, there's, it's 12, 13 books of characters. Uh, so you get a lot of perspectives. All in one chapter. So then the last book is only like three chapters? No, it's still 50 chapters. God. It's a lot of chapters. It's a lot of pages. Very good. Well, the, uh, the like, is, I think it goes in at like 1,200, 1,300 pages. It, it might seem like a lot's happening, but truly, like each chapter is like a different perspective. And there's many, many characters. And they sometimes intersect. So they're they're getting all those POVs and they're getting all the actions seen from different point of views and stuff like that. And then you even got the bad guys point of views jumbled in there sometimes. So it's, it seems like a lot's happening, but truthfully where, where I've gotten in the book only like three years of, has actually passed. As, um, is, is there been any, any news about the TV show? Yes, there's been casting. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it's being done by Amazon, so I'll have to see. You know, they don't have a, a huge track record of successful TV so- shows. They yeah. do have some good ones, but this is—we're talking, you know, ten plus books being adapted into a film TV series after Game of Thrones mm-hmm. kind of ruined the last season. So I'm I'm tentatively excited. Joe, uh, John, did you see who they got for um, Moraine? Yes. Uh, I think she's. I think she'd make a very, very good Moraine. Yeah, I mean, we, we can talk about that. You know, as it draws closer, as we get some more casting. Right. Uh, 
the only thing book wise, I am going to read uh, Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn after this, just because it's so highly praised. It's it's really good. I'm gonna give it a read, and it will not take me nearly as long. No, the the uh, those books are very very like half the size, maybe less than that than uh, the uh, Wheel of Time. And I think I think you'll I think you'll definitely like it. It's very fun, fast paced Brandon Sanderson climactic book, and it's uh he's my favorite author, so I could gush about him for hours. As you guys know, I don't really read a uh, ton. But I am more of a visual person, so I uh, watch more TV shows and movies. And if I am reading, I'm reading comic books, um, you know, graphic novels, things like that. And I really often listen to uh, Audible stuff on Audible, so so audio books or uh, audio dramas, stuff like that. The books that I do listen to on Audible this year were From a Certain Point of View, uh, Alien, Sea of Sorrows. I was listening to the Count Dooku book, but I haven't finished it. And then Slobberknocker by Jim Ross, and he narrates it. Oh, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What made you stop the Count Dooku book? Honestly, I just, you know, haven't gone back to it. I stopped it, and then I went to something else, and I just haven't gone back. I always you know, forget that. Was... things where I got to restart it. Because... I always forget that was his apprentice. I always forget. Yeah, I think he's like talking to her or something in the book and narrating his uh, him kind of training and, and uh, coming into who he is. I do the, um, on the Star Wars subreddit. They always mention a part of the book where Count Dooku's mentioning the fall of the Jedi and how it's it's mostly Yoda's fault because, you know, all that stuff. But it's a really good yeah. uh, it's a really good uh blurb i'll have to send you because it's it's it when i read it i was like i just see christopher lee saying it i do plan on reading splinter of the mind's eye though that was supposed to be the sequel after uh the first star wars a new hope but then you know they made uh empire strikes backs what i think makes splinter the mind's eye not canon there is also a uh, queen amidala book that's out and um for some reason, I really want to read the Battlefield Earth book, but I'm going to listen to it audible-wise, obviously. You what? Because that movie is uh, with John Travolta is not very good. Isn't isn't that the, the book isn't that the book Scientology? That's isn't that what it's based off of Scientology? Uh, the author is L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, but I wanted to hear the book, not because I want to join Scientology. Are you sure? Because. <laughs> When no one's gonna judge you. Anyway, let's get to. Uh, hey, you get to meet Tom Cruise. I get. To- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll take me on the skydiving trips. I hope. Or, I hope when you join, he's train. there. I hope when you join, he's there at, at, at recruitment. Hey, Mark. but uh, let's get into our movies. Let's get down to our. Did movies. we want? Did we want to do best moments, or is oh, that at the moments. end? We can. Uh, we can mix it up and put it at the end. That's good because I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> oh. uh, let's start with our letdowns, the movies that let us down. We we don't really... Um, this is something that Chris Hawk came up with. We don't really want to say that a movie was bad or, or act like that's the general consensus because there are a lot of, I guess, bad movies that some people hate, that some people hate that we like or 
or vice versa. You know what I mean? Everyone has a, has a certain opinion. So we say the movies that let us down and how I determine the movies that let me down are the movies that I'm kind of excited for that didn't meet my expectations or movies that, you know, obviously uh, had higher praise that I also like didn't think was really all that. Um, so I guess I'll start with letdowns. Uh, my three letdowns are John Wick 3, uh, 21 Bridges. <laughs> also online. And Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. I, I won't go into depth about uh, 21 Bridges because I'm sure that's on John's. I don't know if John Wick's 3 is on John's, but... Get, get this man a bridge. <laughs> get this man a bridge. Get him 21 of them. Get them 21. I don't know. John Wick 3 was just, you know, riding off the high of the of the first one. And then the uh, the way the second one ended, I just felt like we were getting... Halle Berry, Mario! Halle Berry! <laughs> I like Halle Berry. I've been but... saying it for years. I thought she was unnecessary. No, John. Dogs, John. <laughs> Look, that's that, that all that dog stuff was cool, but it just felt kind of thrown in there. Just for the sake of action. I feel you. It's not on my letdowns, but it did not make my top ten. So my letdowns. Um, I'm just going to list... Well, I mean, 21 Bridges, clearly. Um, this is a movie Mario watched recently on my letdowns. The Lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mario watched this movie recently. Yeah. Uh, he may be aware of why. I won't yeah. go into too much detail, because if you want to watch The Lighthouse, I'm going to let you do it, but I'm going to say you shouldn't do it. Just like I told Mario, it's not necessary. You don't need to watch it. Uh, Willem Dafoe gives a fantastic performance, but the movie's a waste of my time. That's as simple as that. I felt like a waste of my time when I left. And, yeah. uh, you know. You like my lobster. <laughs> Look, it. it the, I love the way it's shot. It's the way it's shot looks fantastic. The cinematography is wonderful. And it, you know, it also brings me back to like, like old movie style, the way it's edited and everything, the way scenes transition. But it's like the movie is just weird for weird sake. It's. I, I, I agree with you, John. It was definitely. Um, now, I understand that 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 is for some people. Like they were like, you know what? That was weird. It blew my mind. I liked it. I, I agree though. It, it was a waste of my time. I mean, just personally, I never like the performances are fantastic, but I never heard anybody coming out of the theater talk about the actual plot of the movie. They were just like, "Well, that was a really good performance by blah blah blah." What is it? But it's like, yeah, what what happened that you didn't see coming? You know, what was the purpose? But I, it, it took me back to that. It comes at night, faithful day that Mario went and saw with me, and uh, it was a letdown. Oh, that movie was a big letdown. Yes. Um, for a third letdown, I don't, I don't really have one. Uh, everything else I saw, I felt like was good or okay enough to where it didn't let me down, mm-hmm. or my expectations weren't up there enough to let me down. You know, I enjoyed myself enough. I just had the two. These uh, letdowns are actually pretty uh you're gonna you're gonna seem like i'm crazy but okay oh, here let's we go. Do, 
let's do the first one. Obviously, I uh, I came away not feeling it for uh, Pikachu Detective. So um, Detective Pikachu just okay, so that's didn't feel one. it. Um, there's a third one. Oh, I'm sorry, Mario, but the uh, huh. the, the new Godzilla movie just didn't do it for me. I understand. I completely I, understand. I, I wish it did because I really wanted it to do. Because how I felt, you know, after watching Shin Godzilla, the previous Godzilla movie, I really was like, you know, this is like great stuff for Godzilla. We're moving forward with great Godzilla movies. I just, I don't know, man. I just, it just didn't, it didn't work for me how I wanted it to. Well, we'll see how <laughs> Godzilla vs. King Kong does, because then we can probably think of this as the bridge movie, the the movie that bridges the two. And then my final letdown, and you're gonna think I'm crazy, but it's the uh, Steven Universe movie. Excuse me. And it's not because it wasn't great, fantastic, wonderful. I just didn't feel like it was a movie. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was let down. I expected something grandiose and bigger where I should have realized that's not what that's not what Steven Universe truly is about. So my expectations, I was let down by my own expectations because of the journey I went through watching all five seasons very, very quickly, loving this show and then getting a movie that. I expected a little bit more because of the journey I went through. Yeah. So even though I love the Steven Universe movie, I love this show, I don't mm. I think it was a letdown. Okay, I I understand. I mean, it it left you wanting more, which we we eventually got, and you know, it 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 seemed like it was kind of just filling space, I guess in a way. But don't a lot of like cartoon movies do that? They do. I still so, love that movie, though. After honorable mentions, or after letdowns, we're going to talk about our honorable mentions. Uh, I have three, and one of them is the Steven Universe movie. No. Because of how... Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're just talking about that. For me, so, was, I still haven't seen it. Whoa! It's, really? It's, really, it's good. I just don't think it's a movie. I, I think you'll see both our perspectives. Like I, I felt like because of where I was at at the time when I watched it, it just it did a lot for me and helped me cope with a lot of things. And it was and Steven Universe has always been kind of emotional for me, mm -hmm. you know, so I really dug that movie. And then uh, another honorable mention is Code 8. I still got to see that movie. Which um, it doesn't do anything big and it's not like real spectacular or amazing. It is pretty awesome because of what it introduces and what it does for like people with powers and abilities or like that whole X-Men or uh, superhero thing. You know, it, it definitely gives it more uh, depth, you know, in, in society. And it uh, it opens the door, I think, to you know, doing more around that universe, which would be cool to see maybe like a code eight TV series. But, uh, I, I give it an honorable mention because I think the concept and ideals in that could definitely be looked at more. And then my other one is dark Phoenix. <laughs> oh, shoot. Which everyone pooped on. But when I watched came out. Just like yeah. new mutants. Everyone forgot. Everyone pooped on it, like I said, but I, I actually felt like it was pretty good. I, the beginning was kind of, you know, lame, and I, I don't like Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique, and I, I'm glad 
once she left the movie, I was like, this movie just got 10 times better. How'd she leave? Uh, do you want to know? Spoiler? (laughs) 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 Like she just left. Like she's not coming back. She's like, I'm packing my bags and I'm leaving. I said, Oh, thank God. Charles, I'm leaving. She going to disguise. (laughs) And then, and then young, uh, storm moved in. Oh, that's awesome. But, uh, no, she dies. Fantastic. Good. (laughs) I'm glad. Proper send off. I, I didn't think it was as bad as people were saying. Like I, I like the action and the, and the stuff at the end and the special effects was all pretty good. Was Magneto a good guy yeah, or a it, bad guy? Now I did look up the different because I never I didn't read the comic series. And I know Chris Hawk has. It's 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 different. It's it's, different, uh, it's very different. It's not very different. They just sub <sighs> right. a lot of things in for other stuff, almost like well, I mean, what. Infinity War kind of did. Like people can be like, "Oh, Duck Phoenix, best story ever." I mean, eighties comics, you know, yeah. early nineties comics weren't the best. I thought it was pretty good though. It obviously because of other things on my list, it it didn't make it, but mm-hmm. it was it was on there for a little while because you know I I move things up and down. So uh, honorable mentions. mentions. Let's go. I uh John Wick three. Honorable mention. I really enjoyed John Wick three after the. I thought I actually thought John Wick two was disappointing, so I went into this low expectations and I loved it. Um, Shazam is an honorable mention. That movie is so much fun, and uh, it actually has one of my best best uh, movie moments of the year in it. And then for my uh, third, it's gonna have to be Ready or Not. Okay. I think of people that liked your next what would really. This? I did I see your next? I don't remember if I saw that movie. Remember we saw it at your house, John. John. Uh... Oh, I remember this where they try to rob the house or get in the house. Yeah. Okay, I I remember this. I don't remember a lot that happened in the movie, but I remember I remember this. Okay. Okay. The people with the pig masks. The Wyatt family. <laughs> Those are my on mentions. Yeah, John, what's some of your honorable mentions? Um, I got two. Uh, one is going to be Detective Pikachu, solely because I saw it with my dad. And my dad makes everything better than it needs to be. <laughs> and he spent most of the movie pointing out Pokemon that he had Pokemon cards of, because, you know, he That's... collected the original Pokemon cards. That's phenomenal. How... Did he get them all right? Oh, yeah, he, he knows what they are. That's awesome. Page Page does make everything better. Mm-hmm. Especially Hooters football. <laughs> Absolutely. John's dad also collects comics, or collected a bunch of comics, and has all kinds of cool, like, Spider-Man, X-Men. I think X-Men. I know he had some Spider- Superman stuff, I think. And number two, uh, to everyone's surprise, go ahead and take a guess. I'll give you one guess, Chris Hawk. Rise of Skywalker. No, it's not even on my any list. <laughs> I get a guess? Yep. Aladdin. Uh, nope. It's cats. Really? <laughs> you liked cats. Alright, now I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Okay. I didn't like the movie. But you I didn't hate it. Movie. No one likes cats. Alright, look, I didn't hate it. Sure, it's uncomfortable because anthropomorphic <laughs> cats are uncomfortable. 
all right but the notion that these these fucking cats are dancing <laughs> sexually is stupid because modern dance is sexual like that like it's like if you look at it if they weren't cats it wouldn't be sexual people are making it sexual i didn't i didn't mind it once you get into the movie like 20 minutes into it and you actually immerse yourself in the world of cats it's not bad and then they uncomfortably rip you out of the world of cats at the end when they start talking to you directly as the viewer that's that's when it gets a little uncomfortable but overall it's not bad would i ever tell anyone to pay for it no i would never tell you to pay to see this movie but it's not bad is the cgi bad yes the cgi is very bad <laughs> i mean didn't you see that that thing with the roaches and yeah, they used, used the snapchat filter like? uh, that's not even that's not even it all right uh, if you watch the cat's hands and the clothes they wear, like you can see the guy who did the CGI trying to keep up with the dances, and he just can't do it. I leaned over to my brother and I was like, "They gotta fire the guy who did that because it's terrible." How's Ian McKellen? Um, as soon as he showed up, the guy behind my brother goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like he, he was like, "Jesus Christ!" Scandal. But you go into it with zero expectations. Everybody's shitting all over it. You can have a fun time with it, even though it's not a good movie. That's like The Mummy last year, right? Was that last year or year before? I mean, The Mummy was the worst movie of the decade's status, as people are calling this, but yeah. Oh, are they really? Yes. The one with Tom Cruise? 100%, this movie was 100% not necessary, but it's, it's fun if you want to laugh at it. Did you see the original play, John? I have the- seen... Pieces of it, mainly some of the the musical numbers. It's 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 the same incoherency. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't really make any sense. My mom and dad went to go see it when they were much younger, and uh, they had these cat sweaters. And I always always asked them, "What is it about?" And they just they could never give me a straight answer. I could one hundred percent tell you what it's about, but it's uh, I mean, the (laughs) musical numbers are good. Like, I, I don't know. I don't understand. The plot's not that hard to follow. <laughs> I think it's just funny that John has cats on his honorable mention. You're damn right. I didn't. <laughs> he's a, he's a cat's plant. Ten here. It's our cat's plant. Like I said, we're going to do uh, 10 to 6, and then we'll go back and forth from 5 to 1. Or should we? Anyway, whatever. Um, we'll figure it out as we go. Uh, Chris Hawk, give me your 10 to 6. I hope you guys are ready for this. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> Okay, I, I'm waiting to see what your Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was. Alright, so uh, let's just get it over with and rip the band-aid. Is, uh, number 10 is my Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Okay. okay. It's not as high as I thought you'd put it, so... yeah, it was, uh, I got to see it with my wife and friends, and I, I had a fun time, so I'm going to put it on my list. Favorite character? Number number nine is uh, a movie. Yeah, is uh probably the only animated movie I saw this year, and that's Frozen Two. I uh, I sing the songs every day because my daughter sings the songs every day, and uh, we can basically see the movie every day uh, because of the dark side, because it you know unnatural things that uh, we're not supposed to own. Um, Number eight, I thought was the best comedy of the year and Olivia Wilde's debut, and that is uh, Booksmart. I I cracked up this, this most most of the movie. 
it doesn't take th- it doesn't take a lot to make me laugh. So this 100%. was it. It was a lot of people are going to compare it to Superbad, but I think it does its own thing, and it's 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 telling that it it doesn't deal with any of the cliches that Superbad went through. So I really enjoyed it. I think it it has a really good message about friendship and aspirations of the future. So I I, I think Booksmart's a definitely movie that everyone should see. Uh, number seven was Jordan Peele's second movie, and that's Us. I uh, really did enjoy us. I liked its message. I liked the acting particularly and the the duality of uh, all the actors and actresses, even with the odd choices they did and how they uh, did the upside down, not the upside down, the, um, the upside down. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Still watch they... that show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think Us has a really good story to tell. I, and uh, I, I'm really, I am hooked on what Jordan Peele does. And I, I am interested in nearly, and in any project that comes next, I'm very interested. And number six for the end here is uh, Ad Astra with Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones. I just, and Liv Taylor, who is, Liv Tyler, who was in it for very, very few, but I, <laughs> I love this movie for particularly different reasons and how it it portrays vulnerability, your emotions and toxic masculinity and the relationship between a father and a son. I think it's it's a very daunting movie at times and how it struggles on the struggles of being a man and and your feel and controlling dealing with compartmentalizing feelings and it's a very I think it's a very powerful movie. Yeah, I guess I can see that I, I uh the the part when he sees Tommy Lee Jones for one the first time or he's like hey come with me type of deal like come on daddy it, it's good to go or whatever and and Tommy Lee Jones didn't want to go you know I kind of got a sense of uh no matter how bad or wrong your parents do you still accept them because of who they are to you yeah I think, I think- it's either it's either before or after or after or before where Brad Pitt tells, you know, he he tells Tommy Lee Jones, his father, that like, you know, I love you, dad. I'm here to take you home. And Tommy Lee Jones instantly goes into this spiel about I didn't love you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, and still saves him. Yeah. To. Yeah. I mean, that's your it's in your top six. I'm not going to comment on it. What? Go ahead. This is the new and improved top ten. I want to hear it. I just thought it was kind of boring, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, the acting and stuff is great, but... Like, how he's kind of like a robot, yeah. uh, Brad Pitt. He is... Yeah. And it's it's so it's so weird not seeing Brad Pitt play this charismatic man. And he's just a... He's like a shell. Yeah. Can I just say, why does everybody leave Liv Tyler to go to space? <laughs> I was thinking that, too. <laughs> First Brad Pitt now. First Bruce Willis. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, Bruce Willis was her dad. Yeah, and then that's right. That's Brandon. right. It was uh, Ben Affleck. First Ben Affleck. Now Brad Pitt. I'll that's go next. my t- that's my top six. Uh, my top bottom, six. Bottom are six. Bottom bottom five. Bottom five. Number ten. Uh, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wish I saw what you guys saw in that movie. I well, look. You need to see it with Paige Kenobi. <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's the it's the same reason why I put Cody on my honorable mentions. The 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 things that can lead into and the and and the, the concepts of what it brings to the table to see more Pokemon on the big screen. And my number nine is Marriage Story. It's on Netflix. Um, I think it can be awkward at times, and it's very uncomfortable in certain moments. Um, because you know, a lot of times you're just like, you could have, you guys could have fixed this, like in this scene, you could have fixed it in this scene. Uh, it can be very boring, and almost like what John said about the lighthouse. I think it, it can be a waste of time if you're if you're not into watching a movie like that. Now, now. I will say this, Laura Dern getting a Golden Globe for that movie, I, it, stupid, okay? She is, she's a side character who, who that's, you know. That's a supporting actor, actress. I mean, I haven't seen the movie yet, but at, at, the buzz of the movie is that she is fantastic. Not barring ScarJo or Adam Driver, but they say that she's a standout. That's all I, I hear from this movie. Personally, I do think she is very good for what she does, but I don't know if she stands out more than the, the other two. Like does um, Adam Driver? I mean, that's why it's supporting actor, though. I understand, but I don't. I don't like. I don't know. Like going off of what you said, that people said, I don't see her standing out. I don't know. I I just thought it was kind of weird that she won an award for that role. Did did the was there a child in the in the movie? Yes. He did the child supporting actor nomination. Was did the child have a big part? Because this is a movie I do want to see. Because you know, just does, and that becomes that ends up becoming an ugly factor. Okay. In yeah, in their divorce. But uh, number eight is Lego Movie Two, second part. That is on my list. That came out this year. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that. I came watched it on a flight. I didn't even realize. Whoa. Big baller over here. Oh, you know it, yeah. <laughs> Good old economy seating. We're the uncultured ones now, Mario. <laughs> yeah. Number seven is Shazam. No, I Shazam. thought that would be higher, Mario. Shazam is one of my favorite superheroes. I think they did a really good job with the movie and adapting him to the big screen. I also think it's a missed opportunity to make us wait on Black Adam. He's going to have his own movie, right? He is. Yeah, it doesn't make any, doesn't I, make any it sense. It doesn't make any sense, but I understand what they're going to do. They're going to build to their fight, which is going to be, I think, kind of cool. I just think that the movie should come out much sooner rather than later. Because by the time that comes out and then the Shazam 3, I feel like we're all going to be like, oh, especially the way superhero movies come out now. And number six is Glass. I, uh, I didn't... Glass. I really didn't think you were going to put that on your list. I did. John, what's your uh, bottom five? Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. Cats, number 10. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cats, number I honor- nine. I honorably mentioned it to get you guys psyched up for my number 10. My like bottom ten or five are like almost all like theater experiences. Really? Yeah, not much about the movie. All right, number 10. It's a movie that uh, I saw with my my good friend. Some might say my best friend. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he says that anymore. Huh? Um, I saw it with uh, Chris Hawk. No, I'm just kidding. I saw it with Mario. <laughs> saw it with Mario Bakari. Um, oh, hi. Theater experience. We also <laughs> saw it with, uh, I believe, our, our good friend Tyler Hawk. Was Tyler Hawk there? Uh, Zombieland 2? Zombieland oh, 2 more? Oh, the movie we rated 2009 out of 10. Yes. <laughs> and that's completely why it's on my list at number 10 because I saw it with you guys and I saw the original one with you, Mario, and it was just, it was funny and it was, you know, pleasantly surprised considering we expected nothing from it. Well, I think the best was uh, every time we leaned over to each other and said 2009. And also how much George was getting into the main character because of his gun-toting ways. And Chris Hawk, or not Chris Hawk, Tyler, Tyler Hawk, Hawk laughing up the side of the laughing wall. Laughing <laughs> up the side of the wall. He kept smacking the chair so loud. He was laughing so hard. I, like, I had to lean over to him. He was like, Tyler, stop. Was it that Chill funny? To to Tyler him, Hawk it was. I was like, I was like, his head's gonna turn backwards and crawl up the wall like the Exorcist or something. God. Yeah, that's my number ten. Uh, number nine, I got Godzilla up here. Um, I didn't think it was as good as the first one, but I didn't expect it to be, and I think that's why I liked it enough. Um, I think if I had went into it with high expectations, it would have let me down. But yeah, that's what happened. I did not. You'll find that I didn't do that. On a lot of movies this year, I've just been going in with zero expectations and being pleasantly surprised. Uh, number eight, I have. Let's see my list here. I have Aladdin. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I knew. It I was thought. There. I thought. Well, I thought uh, Will Smith did a great job. He, uh, you know, paid homage to the character, but did it in a uh, a way that made it Will Smith like, and it was okay for him to be himself in this. So I thought it was fine. Hmm. I think when they enter the uh, city there on the elephants and all that. The Prince Ali song, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Like, that that scene alone, like, Will Smith, like, runs that. Uh, number seven is uh, Spider-Man, Far From Home. I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't, I mean, I, I still don't think the first one is, like, the best thing in the world, but... You know, I I think uh, the villain carried that movie. This one, I felt like I cared about the characters more and Spider-Man himself. You know, I, I actually did a better it. job, especially development-wise. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's what I was getting at. Um, number what am I on? Six here. Six. Number six, Toy Story Four. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great because I didn't feel like it was entirely necessary. But uh, I enjoyed it, and I liked the new characters they added. So let's get into the top five now. Uh, we're going to rotate. We're going to go. Um, let's go Hawk, me, John. Okay. So for my number five, I had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quinn Tarantino. I know there's a lot of buzz about this movie now. It's slated to win the Oscar for Best Movie I don't necessarily think it was the best movie of the year, but I think it's a damn good movie with uh, Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio and uh, Margot Robbie in it and some many other standout performances. I, I'm i a big fan of Quentin Tarantino, so I'm biased. Um, yeah. 
and all the but objectively by itself i believe this movie can stand on its own it's i don't want to say much because there is it's it's it is a it is a quentin tarantino movie and it kind of you just have to watch it but i think it has one of the one of the best leonardo dicaprio roles to date and one of the best what are the best performances from him? Wolf of Wall Street would be a, almost a tie with it. You think it's better than his performance in The Revenant? Uh, hands and down, hundred percent. You mean the movie where he was just cold the entire time? <laughs> Do you think it was better than Wolf of Wall Street? No. Really? But the the Wolf of Wall Street was a better movie. Oh, but Leo, meant, like, but Leo's perf- there's there's a part in this movie that I think is the best Leo DiCaprio I've ever seen. I have not seen the movie yet. And Brad Pitt is, of course, stunning. Uh, one of my favorite moments of the year is in this uh, movie. And I can't say praises enough. I know there's a thing about how he doesn't know how to write female parts. And I think that's ridiculous because one of his movies is Jackie Brown. And I also there's two other movies called Kill Bill that he writes extraordinarily well women. So the criticism, I wouldn't say it's like wrong because he does he does uh, victimize women. He does have extraordinary amounts of violence against women. The way to Quentin Tarantino portrays women is, uh, you know, it's it's weird. But I think Margot Robbie. People, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, no, I know you're a good. lot of people were saying all that because he was friends with Harvey Weinstein. Or type I, of deal. If you if you go in not knowing anything about this movie, I think you will like what more Robbie brings to it. It's not a big part. Yeah. But it's but it's not supposed to be. My number five is Godzilla King of the Monsters. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big Godzilla fan, so I liked all the Godzilla tropes that they had in this movie. Obviously there's a lot of stuff in it that's ridiculous. But it's a Godzilla movie, <laughs> so I was expecting it to be ridiculous. Um, the end, I like the mid-credit scene, I think it is, or something like that. Maybe it's at the end of the credits. I don't know. I I like the setup of Mecha King of G- 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 uh, Ghidorah, and um, I think it'd be interesting if they have him become the villain in Godzilla vs. King Kong, because obviously you can't have anybody win. You know, and that, or lose. So no, Godzilla is going to rip King Kong in half. <laughs> I think. Um, but also, sports. it screws up the power discrepancy. I will say that. What are you going to say, Chris Hawk? I, I would say that uh, Ken Watanabe. Spoilers: If you haven't seen Godzilla, you should skip ahead thirty seconds. But uh, Ken Watanabe has one of the best deaths in a movie for like a Godzilla for a Godzilla movie. Stuff was I was tearing up. I'm not going to lie. It mirrors the the first Godzilla movie from 1954 very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, My number five is uh, one of Chris Hawk's uh, later ones he already listed is Frozen 2. Yeah. I thought it was better than the first one. And Mm -hmm. I'll argue that until the day I die. Um, (laughs) Not only did it have the exact same amount of singing as the first one, people like to forget certain songs don't, you know, exist. Troll song. Am I right? The best, you mean the best song of Frozen, John? Fixer Upper? 
works along a frozen. <laughs> I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask John a question real quick because I know John loves his Pixar animated movies. And this is this, this is Disney. This, one, this is Disney. Yeah, and he extremely loves. What's the difference? Disney animations is different from Pixar animations. Oh, everything's owned by Disney. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're so, right. Would you say this is better than your favorite Zootopia? Yes. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, John. You know how Whoa. I love Zootopia. <laughs> I know how much you love Zootopia. Now, let me just tell you, I did rewatch it recently, and I still think the only good part of that movie is the the world building and environment. Zootopia, that is. You uh, Oh, that's right. You don't like Zootopia. I don't. You love it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like his favorite actor, Oscar Isaac. Oh, dude. I don't. <laughs> I think Oscar Isaac would have made that movie like a great movie to like an incredible performance by Oscar Isaac movie. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, five, uh, Frozen 2. Number four. Uh, this is Mario's favorite movie, Irishman. Um, I, I really, so much. I really loved the Irishman and I probably could go on about it for a long time, but I, I liked what it portrayed about friendship, brotherhood, being stuck, not wanting to do something that has to be done. And I think, I think it's a very poignant movie of Martin Scorsese to make that while other, all his other gangster movies kind of romanticized. And even though some of them do the same thing as the Irishman does, I think the Irishman does it really, really well. And I do like the performances of Pesci, De Niro, and Al Pacino in this movie. And I think, I think it's a really fantastic movie. Now I don't know if I would watch it again because it's a it's a very big time sink, but it's uh, it's a movie that I will definitely think about a lot. First Walk identifies with the main character. You heard it here. <laughs> I'm not allowed to tell you guys. Uh. My number four is Dr. Sleep. Oh my God, really? Wow. That's high. Mario, Mario with the sleeper hits. Oh my gosh. I thought Dr. Sleep was uh, pretty good. Wow. I did have some (laughs) gripes about some things they did with most, mostly with the uh, actors they recasted for people from the shining, but I thought the movie was really good. John. My number four? It's Dr. Sleep. <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> I don't believe you. I think it's a setup. No, I hope you said it is. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I thought the villain was uh, carried the movie. Him, that, and the, uh, the main actor, obviously. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, they made some some questionable choices here and there, but I think it made it more enjoyable that uh, I saw it with Mario again. You know, I think who I see movies with directly impacts some of my movies, and uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. All right, this is um, this movie was my number one for a very long. It's Glass, and I am undoubtedly in love with this movie. I love what they did. I love how it's a connected universe with um, Split and Unbreakable, and Samuel L. Jackson just kills this movie. Um, Sarah Paulson is incredible, believable. The The twist is probably one of my favorite twists in his movies. Um, I 
I think about this movie all the time when I t- when I think about superhero movies, and I think it I think it deserves to be in the the echelon of top comic book or superhero movies. And it's just, I think M Night just kills it with this movie. And I hope, and I hope he, huh? I don't know. I I, I don't. No, no. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I want it like it's part of me. It, part of me is split because I want to see more of this universe, but at the same time, I think it's a perfect three-part story to the yeah. beginning of a cinematic universe that happens outside of cinema, that happens in our minds, and can be just take flight and do whatever in our minds. And I think it's incredible. Now, how long was it number one for? How many weeks? I'm not gonna lie to you. It was until. Most of till November. Wow, that's a that's a long time. What came out in November? We know Hawks number one and two. <laughs> My number three is Joker. Okay. I uh, I wouldn't say I really like Joker. I definitely enjoyed it. Number three's really liked Mario. In a way, yes, but it also. I recognize it for how good it was, how good it is and what it for what it does for a comic book character, how it flips the origin story on Joker. Other than him being Red Hood, he doesn't really have an origin story. So this you actually get to see his dive into the character of the Joker and also its messages about mental health and how uncomfortable those parts made me personally. I think uh, deserves it to be number three. My number three, uh, Chris Lock already mentioned it, is the Irishman. I don't need to go into too much detail. We had a we, we had a talk about it. Um, I enjoyed it. Again, I do agree with Chris Lock. Probably would never watch it again just because of the time sink. But overall, strong movie. I really liked it. It was a John Kenoki movie. Not for everybody. I understand. Chris <laughs> Lock. <laughs> Are you, are you ready for my Planet of the Apes? Oh, boy. <laughs> this is number two. Yeah, your Planet I of the know. Apes is up at the top. I know. My number two <laughs> is is uh, Avengers Endgame. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're saying that we were thinking it would be higher. Reverse Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> number two. <laughs> uh, no way. I think, I mean, I think you guys are going to talk about it also, but uh, this is, I mean, it's everything that I wanted in a superhero movie. It's since Samuel Jackson entered Iron Man at the very end, this is what I've wanted the entire time. This, this movie, and I got it, and I am extremely happy about it. And it, it took a, wee wa- a rewatch to make it my number two, so. Now, hold on. So did your did your number three drop from number one to number three and skip number two? So it went like this. Yeah. Tell, tell me when you get to your number one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't think you liked it that much. I did. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it it. It brought up a lot of things at the time when I saw it, and uh, I thought it was um, pretty good. I thought it was one of the better MCU movies, and I had a lot of gripes and and didn't really like Homecoming. And I think that this was a 
So I went into it with lower expectations. You just like Jake Gyllenhaal, right? I, I, I don't really like Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. I, I still have a lot of issues with the way they did Mysterio, but I really liked the way they developed Peter in this movie. And I really like um, the relationship between him and MJ in this and how they play on that. I like it. I support it. My number two is Mario's number three. It's Joker. I think uh, you can't really escape this movie being so high up. It's a very good movie. Uh, Even if, you know, it does make you feel a bit uncomfortable at times. I think it was uh, 100% worth it. And as Mario said, a good origin story to a character that doesn't really have an origin story. But let's get into it. Chris Hawk, number one. Explain to me the process. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, Knives Out is my movie of the year. Um, It is a Chris Hawk movie through and through. So I watched Knives Out and knocked Glass down to two. That means it knocked Avengers down to three. I rewatched Avengers. And I loved it even more than Glass. So that's how it went back up to number two. Okay. Okay. Understandable. Yeah. Now now we have get the picture. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, can you tell me without spoiling the movie, because I still need to see it, why it's so good? I think it... it so this, this kind of story was written before the current... Like, the current... The current uh, white supremacist um, type of bigotry so it was written before that so it seems like it's too on point but at the same time it was written before this but it's very poignant it's very on topic with what's happening in the world today it's very it's very clever in how it goes about its subversion of the whodunits it's it has a very it has a very that's probably some of the best parts of the movie is the interviews. Um, it has a very, very likable main character that I think Mario and you guys would love. It has uh, Daniel Craig in a outrageous accent, but the accent you you will not it won't be a hindrance through the movie. It actually it's is it funny? It I, I mean I, it, I wouldn't say it's funny. Have it's you seen Tusk. Yeah, we saw it together. Oh. Well, um, well, you lent it to me. Is it as outrageous as Johnny Depp in that movie? <laughs> uh, no, definitely not okay. as, a, as a guy. But it, it, it will take I think it will take you just like a tiny, a tiny bit to get used to it. But once you do, Daniel Craig steals every scene he's in. Every character in this, every character, like everyone's at the top of their game. Don Johnson, Jamie Lee Curtis. And then you have all the other people in the wings. Uh, Anna. Anna de Armas, I think, is the she is the best part of this movie. She is just a likable character. And it's a mystery movie and a whodunit. And uh is it and a detective movie? And it's I love detect I all I love detective movies. I love whodunits. I love movies about mystery writers. I I read a lot of Agatha Christie and Sherlock Holmes, and I it's something I'm very passionate about. I wish I could be smart enough to write a whodunit, but this is yeah. just, it's just a really good movie through. With a really, big, I, I love the message too. Big knife 
art piece mantle chair thing right what is that yeah. big circular knife thing it's it's the knives out chair okay iconic all right mara what do you got number one avengers endgame there we go it's been my number one since that movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> we de- we didn't know either. No one knew it was Mario's. No because <laughs> I didn't accidentally send my top ten at the time to you guys. Yeah. Uh, very surprising because of how much I you hate on Marvel. Yeah, hate, me, yeah, I very surprising. You just so um, surprised that two of those movies are in my top two. But uh, you know the. But uh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're really they're really good. So it, they, look, Endgame was an experience, mm-hmm. and Endgame was an experience. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you have to tell me I saw it three times. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna call it the movie from beyond. Yeah, it's something you want from you want Star Wars to end like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think every movie including star wars needs a on your left big intro but that's for a uh skywalker saga discussion i am the jedi <laughs> john what's your number one all right guys do you want to know what my number one is you guys have any guesses okay, it's better be ca- it better be hold cats on. hold on let me look at all the movies i've seen and uh six uh-huh. underground do you think john saw wandering earth I don't know. It's on Netflix. I have not. Also, uh, I uh, I did not put Endgame on my list. Oh. Mm. Understandable. I, I wanted to, but I didn't. And part of the reason why I wanted to, I just want to address this, because it's your number one, and I support it. Don't get me wrong. I love the movie. Yeah. I saw it in a, a theater of Ohio high schoolers in an old theater that was very small, like the smallest theater that uh, AMC has. It was an experience. I enjoyed it. Did not put it on the list. Just didn't. Just just couldn't decide. No, My number good. one is Uncut Gems. I cannot tell yeah. you guys how much I fucking love this movie. Okay. How's Kevin Garnett? That's all I want to know. He, he's really good. So Kevin Garnett and Adam Sandler kill this movie. Yes. Adam Sandler is like the it's it's the best performance I've ever seen from Adam Sandler, and that's if you take into account. Like him being stupid in funny movies as performances, like if you weighed them the same as if you were weighing a serious movie, like this movie blows anything he's ever done out of the water. He's really good. He's a he's a piece of shit. It's fantastic. And the premise <laughs> of the movie is about sports betting. I bet on sports. I like to gamble. I'm one of those people. Uh, <laughs> clearly, I don't have that kind of problem that he has in this movie. But it is it is fantastic. It's dark. It's gritty. It's everything John Kenoki enjoys. Yeah, that's that is the next movie I am seeing. I really thought Twenty One Bridges should have been your number one. <laughs> yeah, it should have been. It should have been. Chris Hawk, I would go see Uncut Gems with you again if you wanted to. I, I, I'm gonna have to take uh, take you up on that offer. Chris Hawk, did you see Captive State? No, I didn't get a chance. I know it's on the uh, the you thing. Watch that. John Goldman, right? John Goodman. Yeah, he's pretty good in it. Um, surprising that I didn't see here that was on anybody's list was Captain Marvel. And um, it's another one. Captain Marvel was on my list, and then I got rid of it. It's a good movie. I'm trying to think what else. 
I, I guess I didn't really see entire entire bunch of stuff. Um, the movies that I wanted to see that I didn't get to see was JoJo's Rabbit and Parasite. I don't know if you'll like JoJo Rabbit. Why say that? Because uh, I, I I watched about a good thirty minutes of it, and it was, was kind of hard to get into. I will be honest with you, though. I did try to watch Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Too many interviews. Gotta watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was our top ten, our favorite movies of the year. That was our favorite TV shows. Uh, we talked about what did we also talk about? Oh, the games that we played that we really enjoyed this year. How we grew in the decade. I think that'd be an interesting thing to talk about, like growth and and some of the things we've grown from and and learned in the last ten years. And also to talk about some of the dumb shit we've done together. We've done some dumb shit. Yeah. True. I've never done anything dumb in my life. <laughs> we uh we started a rap group, ended a rap group, and uh that's history. John loves our rap songs. Yup, I'm glad I, I was a part of them. John is so fucking jealous that he wasn't a You were you were in Ohio. I know. John could have rapped about Ohio. You're right. He could have sent in, us in Ohio. He could have sent us some mixtapes, but he didn't. I wasn't asked. <laughs> Usually, rappers just try to spit their game, and if they're hot, they get on the tracks. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off there, and uh, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Tell us on social media what you guys like. What some of your guys' favorites? You know, comment. On SoundCloud, because even on Instagram, because you know I, I make little design things, and I'll probably post our top ten movies on there as well, in like a little picture I'll make. And uh, you know, obviously Facebook. Um, you know, we, we've been getting some comments here and there on, on a few things, so uh, we'd really appreciate it. And we'd also like to hear from you. It'd be interesting. And if you ever want, uh, you know, to be a guest on the podcast. You know, just email us at cinema7podcast at gmail.com. I think it'd be really interesting to get your opinions. I don't have any specific life advice. I'd just like to say that uh, 2019 is just a year. If you felt like you didn't have a good year, that's all right. You got another one coming up. I dig it. I feel like life would be a lot more easier if we all had more positive outlooks and we had nicer things to say to each other. Um, with that, Chris Hawk, send it off, yo. So as always, us at Cinema 7, we want to thank you for listening with us. We want to thank you for watching with us. And we want to thank you for exploring with us. If the nightingales could sing like you, sing much sweeter than they do, cause you brought a new kind of love to me And if the Sandman brought me dreams of you I'd want to sleep my whole life through You brought a new kind of love to me I know that